0: Welcome back. This is your host, Kevin Pollack, and you're joining me for episode 29 of My Mrs. Maisel Pod. Thank you so much for joining once again and uh, for subscribing and for reviewing and rating and all those things you do. It's greatly appreciated. I love getting your emails at mymrsmaselpod at gmail.com, and I'll be reading one at the end of the show. Speaking of which, two great guests today. Oh, my. Love them very much. That's uh, John Skirty and Eric Palladino. They play the two, uh, the two gangster types that uh, swoop in on uh, Susie and then change the course of everyone's life, as it turns out, in the, uh, well, between Midge and Susie and, and, and Joel, certainly. Anywho, um, had a great time chatting with them. We, we went on a bit, so I'm, I'm once again breaking it up into two episodes. Sorry for that. Um, but it's well worth it, as you'll see. And I also need to give you a heads up that the end of part one, uh, where I have chosen to end this part one, not great, not smooth, not terrific, but when we recorded it, I was not uh, prepared for having to break it up. So then it's just a blind choice. Okay. Appreciate your patience and your involvement and support of the show. Please continue to write my Mrs. at gmail.com. And now... Episode 29. Enjoy. Yeah, so you both watched the, uh, the episode there, the
1: season three. Yeah, great. I watched almost all the episode, almost all the way through.
0: Uh huh. Yeah. There's <laughs> an actor for you.
1: <laughs> <I> Watch it. <laughs> um martin short the big picture.
0: Yeah, of course. <laughs> you know, I, uh, it's only
2: one of the one of the only episodes I've ever watched from start to finish. It, and I had this conversation with um with Alex. She was like, "I don't watch the show." Yeah. You know? And when I was on a show, I didn't watch the show. I don't know what it is, but it's like, "You did it. I don't need to see it again." You know, and I think that's her attitude like I'm doing it, I'm here, but um Last time I talked to her, we were talking about, she's like, I haven't seen the fucking episode, (laughs) which I thought was, you know, yeah, you know,
0: yeah, yeah, well, it it is a, it is a either or I feel among the uh, creative community. Um, In my case, I can't get enough. Everything I've ever done plays on seven different screens throughout my house on a continuous loop. (laughs) I'm I'm, I'm the same way. Anytime, day or night, I enter a room and I see some sort of brilliance. In fact,
1: this was the first show that I've ever done in my entire career that I was a fan of and then got a part on it. Never had that happen. Hmm. Like I was watching it regularly with my wife. We were obsessed with it. And then the audition came in, like, you know, whatever it was between season one and season two. And I was like, holy shit, I got an audition for fucking Basil. And she was like, oh my God. And I'm like, I, you know, and Amy, I had worked with 25 years earlier on her first sitcom that she'd ever done. And I hadn't seen her in 25 years. And I was like, well, maybe, you know, maybe we got a shot here. In my mind, I didn't think I had a shot because of, I was in LA. And I was like, hey, it's got to be a New York local hire, I'm thinking. You know what I mean? And, and But it worked out.
0: Yeah. And and um, was that a, uh, you went into a casting agent's office in LA? No, or no, no, I
1: shot it at home. I, you know, now I, the, the, the best part about moving where I live now, which is only 35 minutes outside of LA, I just say, and before COVID took place, I just say, it's really far. Can I just, can I just shoot it at home? Before everybody was shooting at home, I was shooting at home most of the time. Oh, you're the um, asshole
2: that, you're the asshole that started, I started it.
1: it. I started it, basically, yeah. <laughs> You are the professor
0: of self tape.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, John, you could speak to that, right?
2: <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. You have you have helped me learn the art and uh, I have another lesson next week, but I think it was one of my one of the last in-person auditions that I had in New York. I think it was for Cindy Tolan.
0: Uh-huh.
2: And I remember getting the sides and I was like, "Oh, this is fucking funny." No. And then I got word that They wanted me. um, So I got the job, but they didn't know who I was playing. They didn't know whether who was going to be Nikki, you know, and and
1: uh, so um, because I auditioned for Nikki initially. Oh, yeah. You know, they said you were more of a Frank. And then they were like, oh, you know, we think he may be Frank, but we we want him for one of them. We don't know which, you you know, they they said that's the best. Yeah,
2: I think they chose the right roles for the guys. I think so, too.
0: You know? Yeah. Listen, they write to personalities, and their their Amy and Dan's brilliance uh, spreads over many departments. One of which is yeah. casting. They're they're kind of incredible at, at casting. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, uh, and Eric, you said after you brilliantly self-taped before anyone gave it that name. <laughs> Do you remember what the uh, situation was when you got the call that you got the job? Um,
1: yeah, I, I mean, I remember my, uh, my, you know, cause initially it was, you know, I think it was one episode, right, John? It, like, it wasn't-
2: that's all that I knew, I didn't know.
1: We, think it, we thought it was one episode, you know, I didn't give a fuck, I would do, sorry, can I curse on this? Of course, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, you know. I mean, I w- I would have done anything on the show at that point because I was just such a huge fan of it. Um, and uh, so when I got the call, I was I was you know, needless to say, very excited. They said, "Yeah, you're, you're in." And and actually, on my self tape, at the end of it, I kind of you know, usually you do the you know, you say, "Hey, you know, Eric Palladino, whatever, you know, five eleven, you know, you know, whatever." Um, so, um, what was that
2: it's called your slate.
1: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, well and and so at the end of it i also kind of threw in a little note to Amy. i said hey if you hire me for this job much like uh you know midge instead of bringing uh what is what did she bring what kind of food was it i forget in the first brisket. episode brisket instead of brisket i'll bring you meatballs nice you know, and, and so that, that i said i said i think it was the meatballs that got me the gig um, although i never came through with the promise so yeah,
0: yeah. that's bad form not coming through you can't well i I, I said i'd bring
1: her meatballs and she was like ah it's fine
0: <laughs> oh okay uh that's hilarious uh john you didn't make any threats you just said no but i had to
2: watch these two lovers uh for four seasons they were all over each other all the time him and amy
1: uh yeah with
0: recollection. I mean, we were babies.
1: We, we were babies when we started out together. It was, it's unbelievable that like, is this Roseanne no, third, you were on? No, no. She did a sitcom in 1995. It was her first show that she, I think sold. And that was on air. It was called love and marriage. It was a multi-camera sitcom. Uh uh-huh. It starred myself and Tony Denison. And, uh, I don't know if you ever worked with Tony. He was on like, um, yeah, no, I know Tony. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the closer for many years. And, uh, you know, and the show got canceled. Like it was the first, you know, big gig that I ever got. I was in, I was living in New York and I'll never forget the casting director after, after I did myself tape, the character was like 17 years old, but I was like out of college 24. And she looks at me and she's like, and I I never planned on moving to LA. I was going to stay in New York. And she was like, ah, you might be too old for this, but uh, let's, let's throw you, let's send it to LA. And three days later, I went to LA and And it was a pilot that had been picked up, but they were recasting the role of the son. And, and I do the audition and Amy comes out and, you know, all the network executives are there and she goes, you're a little nervous. She goes, go back in and do it again. I really want you for the part. And her last name was just Amy Sherman at the time she was dating a guy named Palladino. Sure, sure. And, uh, and I was like, okay, I went back in, I did it again. And then I come out, and then everybody starts pouring out. It's Fox Studios, like you know. I'm the only one there testing. I'm, you know, usually there's like two or three people you're testing against. Yeah, so, yeah. But well, for the audience at home, and uh, and she starts talking to me in the hallway, like, so there's a party next week at my house. You'll go to that, and blah blah blah. And I'm like, I'm sorry, are you tell me I got the part.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and
1: like, and she's like, oh, you got the part, sweetheart. I'm like, I got the part. <laughs> Like yeah. It was like my first serious regular gig, you know, in my career, yeah. you know, like I was like, what? I got the part. You know, and I started screaming in the middle, like a maniac, right out of like, you know, fucking Travolta staying alive or something, you know? Sure. You know and,
0: it's and, funny uh, when they walk past the most important part of the conversation. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> get right well, to the parties. You'll be at. Yeah, yeah,
0: you know, <laughs> right. like,
1: so that's what got me to move to LA. And then, you know, we did the show. It got canceled eight episodes in, Yeah, uh, you know, and the heartbreak ensued, but Uh, But then, you know, whatever it was, six years later, she was doing Gilmore Girls and I was doing ER and, you know, and then we didn't see each other for all those years. And then this this happened 30 years later, you know, or 25 years later.
0: And John, what the hell were you doing? I had been on a show called
2: uh, Rescue Me, which was Uh which we, we had like a seven year run on that. And then after that, I was doing, you know, a little bit of this and a little
0: bit of that. And, Didn't uh, Mikey Zigan show up on the Rescue of Me?
2: He sure did, yeah. and he was like 11 when he yeah. started when he started working. And um, and uh, I I gotta tell you what I did see of Maisel, um at the time uh, was a scene with him, it was a scene that he was in, and I thought to myself, my God, you want to talk about watching an actor blossom? you know, in front of you as good as he was on rescue me. I think the poor kid was, you know, his character, I think, was in a coma for the last two seasons. So the poor kid would just be dragged onto set in a wheelchair, you know, Um, but he was always, I, I always found him to be as nice as you can be. And um, pretty much as talented uh, for, you know, for somebody that age, the, the colors that he was showing back then. And now I look, you know, uh, what he's grown into on Maisel, and i wonder you know what's next for him
0: you know yeah he, he's a star
2: yeah he is he yeah. is and a great kid i mean a great kid so, you know, he's yeah amazing. i didn't
1: like him i don't like him
2: <laughs> no, you never did.
1: No, I never did. Never did. More when I I finally, at the end what an of asshole. This, <laughs> right. At the, end guy, of this,
2: at the end of this season, I actually we actually got to, to work with him, which I'd never gotten the opportunity yeah. to. You know, that's my one regret about the show is there's so many, so many, so many talented people on it. Um and we really couldn't work with anybody except you know Susie and Midge. They, they were our orbit. You know, and we really just didn't did get around. to
1: work with and John. We really didn't get to work with Midge until the last season. You know, right? Yeah. Bar, yeah. Bar to it. And I, you know, I, and I, you, John and I had talked about it. Like she was just, I mean, like, you know, that's how it works. Right. Like top down. If somebody from the, the number one on the call sheets, cool. Everybody else knows that they have to be cool. Yeah. And I fucking love that. You know what I mean? Especially yeah, when somebody. Yeah.
2: She's great. Uh, I like, fell in love with her. In fact, you know, I'm up in Woodstock and the Woodstock film festival just started and, she's in a movie with willem defoe a western yeah and i think it might be tonight so when you i'm should. done with i'm going to go see if it's tonight i've been i've been uh, pretty much in bed for three weeks with a mysterious <laughs> illness um and i just feel like i'm coming out of it now so i might have the legs to go see her v- really interesting story um that she's doing and she's just terrific yeah i and think, so,
0: it is, um, well, I think so it's um and
2: so pretty you know yeah. i know i mean i there's something about her, yeah. You know that you don't want to say beautiful. You just want to say, my God, she's so pretty. You
0: it, know? A lot of that comes from the inside, and she has a, a stunning outside, of course. But yeah, uh, you know that, that that glow and that smile and that infectious um, sweetness yeah. Uh, yeah. is yeah. A, is she's all is, right is, in my book.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. I was most impressed when I saw her. Like there was a day where Suzu was on the phone and. And there was a girl off to the side with a hat on, you know, like doing the lines with Susie. But um, She was like low and I could it was, and it was, and, and I was like, God, that girl looks like she's probably like, she has to be her stand-in or something doing off camera. And then I looked closer and I'm like, oh, that's, that's her. And that was the first <laughs> time I saw her. And, I'm, and, and it was amazed that she was there on her day off You know, doing her uh, off camera, which I I, I don't know if I've seen that from a number one on a a TV show before, you know, all the years I've been working. I'm not sure I've seen that.
0: Well, you're you're not wrong, um, but we have talked a bit on this podcast about Amy and Dan's insistence, especially for telephone calls. Um, but definitely off camera as well that um, mm-hmm. that every everyone's present. Yeah, and it speaks a lot to the number one on the call sheet that yeah, unlike yeah, yeah. a lot of other shows, Rachel. Of course, is a, a pro a pro from beginning to end.
1: it's pretty, it's pretty amazing. And even even if some of it comes from Dan and name, I, I I like it. Yeah. I remember, I remember work with an actor working with an actor who, who I'm not gonna say who, but I had like a, a scene and, and like he was playing a lawyer, and I, you know, I was like being questioned, and we did all his stuff, and and then they did the reverse. He's like, Yeah, I gotta go to a function. Allah, uh, I'm sorry about this, bro. And I'm like, all right, bro, you know, like, he, he like took off. And then I go, is that normal for him? They're like, oh, there's always a function. Yeah. Like, oh, oh, okay. Yeah. You know, that's how it is.
2: A lot of functions.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. I ran uh, into, I'm sorry, to cut you no, off. Go ahead. It was funny because I'm remembering it now. Um, I went in to get my, I think my last, you know, uh, boost COVID booster, which was the fourth shot. And I think I was in, in the spring at the CBS up here. And I ran into an actor, very well-known guy, tall, bald. He's in everything. Mm -hmm. And we start talking. And he says, are you still doing Maisel? And I said, yeah. And he said, pure confection. Wow. And he said it in a a loving tone. But you know what? When I was re-watching that episode, I thought, this is pure fucking confection. Yeah. You know, every shot is like a painting.
0: Yeah.
2: You know, it's a beautiful show. Yeah. And I hear that they spend a couple of bucks on every episode and you know what, you know, when they always say, well, you can see every dollar on the screen. I think you can with this, Yeah, you know? And I also just think it's complete fucking lunacy that you can live in a world where you say, I want the opening to be a three minute Old-fashioned girls in a pool. What was the? What was? Who was the big star back then that did Esther, all Esther, Esther Williams. Esther, Esther, I'm going to do a complete Esther Williams number.
0: 19 just to open the scene. 1940 19... <laughs> MGM musical with yeah. I mean, swimming. Who, who yeah. else Not is one doing
1: hut after they go into that umbrella? It's like right when, right when. They, I mean, that's just yeah. It's I also
2: found I also found this to be one of the shows. You know sometimes you got your lines and you know you know you know them but when you're doing the scene you know uh, an if becomes a but or the becomes a whatever Mm -hmm. you know and some shows you don't have people running at you as soon as as soon as they come and mazel was pretty much the most word perfect show i think i've ever worked on too
0: yeah, that was the first heads up I got when I showed up <laughs> to work. And everyone yeah. said, because most of the series regulars are from the theater. In fact, it was probably everyone but me. And, um, you know, I, I, uh, it, it's something you do want to warn your fellow actors about, for sure. Because it's, it's rarely the, the situation. It happens. You know, yeah. we've all heard the stories of various showrunners who uh, are, need to be letter perfect. But I think it was the tip of the hat to the theater. I think it was, this is the way. Also, by the way, the great news that goes with this letter perfect is not a lot of what they call blue pages after the table read. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they work so hard and, and second-guess themselves all before the table read. Right. And so there'll be a few little things after the table read um, but not much. Yeah. And then more importantly, they, they aren't changing every single day, like on every other show. Yeah. Ever. And
1: especially if it's word perfect, as we all know, like, once you lock in in your memory and then the, you know, if they do a couple of little shifts here and there the day before, and you have to do a four page one, yeah, uh, that can be, be like, damn it. I was saying the old shit, not the new yeah. shit. You know? You know? Um, yeah.
0: Uh, Well, listen, I'll tell you before we jump into the breakdown of season three, episode six, that every one of the cast regulars loves you guys and what you've brought to the show we we talk about it we honestly do. We talk about how none of us get to work with you and it annoys the piss out of us. Um, And it's really been, you know, there's a there's a lot of opportunities for certain characters who come into the show to be too arch and too ridiculous. even though there is a heightened reality about the show while being beautifully authentic to, to most moments and nuance and all that stuff. But, you know, you know, we talked a lot yesterday um, about Jane Lynch's performance and, you know, it's just right there on the edge of, is this too big or is this a personality that is too big? Right. Mm -hmm. I spoke with Stephen Howe who plays her, Major Domo, main butler Dawes, um, who's just exceptional. But there again, an example of these characters need to be bigger than life, mm-hmm. but also need to have a great foundation in authenticity and 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 reality. We don't want. you it Made know,
1: me think of um, when I when I read for it, I kept on thinking I'd I'd, wor- I'd worked with Gary Marshall on Happy Days, the musical at the Falcon Theater. He was developing it. Sure. And uh, it was, and we did a couple of different uh, versions of it. One with Carol King and Paul Williams were doing the music. It was awesome. It was really a lot of fun, but he kept on saying to me, Eric, you gotta have the bubble. And I was like, with the bubble, because the bubble underneath it, everything you do, it's gotta have a bubble. You put the bubble and then it's better. (laughs) And did you find the bubble? I did. With with this character, it had to, because some characters, you know, especially one hour dramas and stuff, no bubble, you know what I mean? But if you have that, you know, the bubble that's just kind of percolating a little bit, maybe a little bit above reality, you Uh know, just by the way, like a lot of my aunts and uncles in the Bronx, they all have the bubble naturally, you know what I mean? Eric, how you doing? You know what I mean? Like, you know, you're like, that's a real person, you know, you know. um, you know, so it's that bubble, and I think I think if you have a little bit of that, of that, you know, the Gary Marshall bubble within the performance, but it's still grounded. It's very watchable.
2: My bubble popped about eleven years ago. Oh, yeah. I can't. Lord. I can't get
0: it fixed. It can't get it back. You I buy can't get one it on back. Amazon. No, yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I can. Yeah, they'll have it to you in less than two days. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, anyways, we just wanted to point that out, guys, that you are below. Well, thank you. That's very nice to say, Kevin. I appreciate great. you yeah. for sharing that. Honestly and truly. You don't, you know, you don't, you don't know, you don't hear, you don't talk to
2: anybody. You know, you're in
0: and you're out. Yeah.
2: Yeah. People. people. Let's get in there. Let's deliver the bomb and we're out.
0: Yeah. We really, uh, we really light up when, also when people become recurring regulars and, and it's just a joy when they come back sort of thing, you know, it. um, Yeah. Yeah. They're also worlds.
2: They're also just very funny guys. I mean, yes. Some of the dialogue that, I mean, I, I, every once in a while, the brilliance of their writing hits me from behind. Mm-hmm. You know, there was... Well, we were doing an episode that's in, in, in the upcoming season, so I don't think I can talk about it.
0: Yeah, you, know what? you don't need to mention specifics, but yeah.
2: Well, it, it, it involves a, a, a young man who's asked to rewrite a script for mm-hmm. us at the last minute. And he's a complete, total wreck. And he's a brilliantly funny this kid. And um, he hands it off to somebody, and there I forget who it was. Do you remember this, Eric? Who said this? Oh, oh, he hands it to Midge, and she's like, "Well, what does this mean? Are these tears? You know?" Oh, they're I on the page. That yeah, on the page. I mean, and you had to, you had to go back and think about who this kid was. And, and I thought that is a funny fuck. <laughs> and, and, and there was another, it yeah. was, I you know, it was just hitting, like a little, like a little diamond in a haystack. And, um, watching this, uh, uh, episode, uh, season three, episode six, there was another one that got me and it was, uh, the morning after, her parents see her at the club, and her mother has the worst hangover right in the world. Mm-hmm. And she's lying in bed, and Midge is talking and yelling at. Her. And she says, "Yeah, but mom, that was before I that that was before I I ever would have thought you would have drank your own weight in gin last night." She <laughs> yes. says, without missing a beat, "I don't weigh that much." <laughs> I thought that is a funny. Funny line. So we were blessed to have a lot of that stuff. I thought yes. our scenes were always, you know, we 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 always had
0: something fun and uh,
2: something to do with and um,
0: and yeah. Uh, the the nuance it's one of the things I'm talking most with people as we break down scenes, and we'll jump into this now. The, the the nuance that comes up and the attention to detail, you know, yeah, nothing's left unturned. It's just amazing. And as you mentioned, we have this big opening to uh season three episode six kind of blue written and directed by amy sherman paladino you start in the ocean start soaring over the ocean onto the beachy sandy beach and into the uh, pool area of the old fountain blue
2: ah the old fountain
0: yeah and they shot at the actual one of course in miami and Mm -hmm. um and it was really kind of astounding this shot you're right and then it there is a point where it gets out over the pool. There's a splash moment. And then after that splash, it does become the second one-er
1: Yeah. Is- so that's what I was wondering. Like, I mean, yeah. I obviously digitally they had, I mean, or I thought like, did they somehow, you know, make the camera like an iPhone, you know what I mean? Like waters and they went actually in, but they, oh, they, they,
0: were, they were in under the water for sure.
1: Yeah. You know, but yeah. when they came back out and the water kind of comes off mm-hmm. that, that is where the change takes place. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And um the you're right, the that I remember hearing about that day. Shirley and Moish were not allowed anywhere near Miami. Uh, but I do remember talking to Tony about it and a few others. And the it took something like seven hours Jeez. to try to get that shot. Um and it's ambitious as hell, and it goes by in a minute. Yeah. Um and it is just a reminder of how magical this show can be. You know, their marching orders were make every episode look like a movie, and they've really prided themselves on on finding these opportunities. In this case, the opening of an episode um, and, and a new world for these people, right? For these characters, this uh, this Miami. Uh, yeah i mean
1: talk about like an exciting opening and and you know like giddy up get ready you know uh you know it's what what it's what i love about the show because when they open uh these worlds up to us mm-hmm. you know we get transported uh to them and and much like the catskill mountains for me the, when they because as a kid i used to go to the catskill mountains sure and uh and see I the live comedians in them. and i mean you know uh, the the Mel tour and you know as well and you know and and uh and and um, uh checky checky uh checky green checky green yeah i wish i played golf with years later um and you know and and you're like you're right right back there it's you know for that period and you know i mean i wasn't mine was the 80s and the 70s but it's it's amazing how they can do it and this is what my parents love about the show so much they yeah. you know it takes them back you know But young people also get to kind of, you know, imagine what it would have been like, and and this show in particular really makes you want to go back to it. Yeah. Or experience. And
0: and the and the world over, in every age group, you're right. There is no singular demographic. Yeah. Uh, It's kind of remarkable in in that way.
1: Um, And just imagine the choreography that had to go into all of that you know what i mean Uh, you know Mm -hmm. so many different people working in so many different places before they showed up on that day on the set you know what i mean
2: i I was going to say as a teaser um this last season um yeah yeah. we're involved with another uh something similar to something similar that kind of rivals this except it's not underwater you know what i mean say say no more say no more. yeah that's that's a but I mean, uh, again, again, we, we we went up to the Bronx to shoot this, and we walked on set. And we're like, Are "You fucking kidding me?" Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so let's just create another world, man. And yeah, it was yeah. as much of a world as you know the hotel in Florida was. Yeah.
0: yeah. One of the things I wanted to add it to the overhead shot of the synchronized swimming, um, a la MGM musical forties. There's an overhead shot where they dancers, uh, dancers slash swimmers, um, in the water, and they make certain forms with their legs and their hands. Yeah, yeah,
1: the Jewish star. And at one point,
0: there's a star David in the middle. That star was David. Uh, not so subtle. Um, yeah,
1: you know. <laughs> it's great. And
0: from that magicalness, and 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 the fact that it, it the shot, the seven hour to set up and get, comes down and uh, finally from the overhead. To poolside, where we find Midge Maisel waking up from uh, yeah. from her night before, yeah, is pretty amazing. Yeah. The night before with Lenny, do
1: we have any idea how many takes it took? Uh,
0: it like seven many,
1: hours worth. Many, oh. many, yeah, many, yeah, yeah, many.
0: Just just technical issues alone. Uh, yeah, and I also ambitious. thought, like,
1: when did uh, Rachel know the camera was set? because their eyes were closed. Well, there's uh you know, there's no
0: dialogue going on, so there's yeah. just an audio cue. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um of and and uh but you're right. I mean, that's just it. You 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 follow these these shots and you are trying to figure out wait a minute. How did this wait, how did you know, it's a lot of how, 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 how. And then yes, many takes and 7 hours later I think they have Yeah. A shot. Yeah. Um and from there we go to the fountain blue outdoor lunch area where uh Abe and Rose we first see them and these two are just in heaven you know they've been holed up in motion mazes motion mazes motion shirley's house in the forest hills and they're just they've had it with those two yeah it was such a great thing to put these four, four people together <laughs> and the joy we had in playing this Animosity was so much fun, I mean. but this is their vacation from those two um uh, annoying people, and I think even Rose's character says, I don't want to go home. I don't want to ever leave
1: yeah. so what's the best part about it right yeah. something to that effect that they're not here
0: um and a, a mid shows up in a in a fresh outfit, she went ahead and uh, went in from the pool side where she woke up and yeah put on a fresh outfit. I talked to uh, Donna, our wardrobe genius, a couple days ago for the podcast and she was talking, we talked a lot about this episode and and, um, just all these, these outfits, you know, um, she, she put out a book um, about all the various seasons and a lot of the outfits and, and the stories behind them. It's pretty astounding. Yeah. Uh, you got your uh, Christmas gifts coming up. So any family members that are especially obsessed with the show, I'm telling you this book, it's big, you know, it's a big, big full of photos of work studio and the color palettes and how all these dresses are chosen. It's really, really exceptional.
1: That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, really she, was, she was, she she was definitely, uh, the most, um, you know, organized, the most, uh, you know, kind of prepared the, 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 the strongest point of view, uh, but, but also creative and worked with you. Uh, yeah. People that I've ever worked with in the wardrobe world, uh, you know, over the, you know, fucking 35 years, 40 years I've been doing this stuff.
2: And she never let, yeah. she never let uh, the obvious stress of what no. was
1: there. No, right. Never,
2: mm-hmm. ever, ever shared it with you. Yeah. And I, mean, I gave a- her a present because this was a shirt you gave I, presents yeah
0: i didn't
1: give presents
0: guys. yeah you could have Dang. given meatballs you blew it <laughs> you blew it with the meatballs
2: now i had bought uh, in <sighs> burbank i think it's re- called repeat performance it's on magnolia uh-huh. or it was the place across the street and it was uh, and what's the number
0: uh-huh. um, the number yeah. the
2: repeat performance is all stuff that comes right from sets right oh from wow sets wow and tv sets so they have these round racks you know and it'll be like hawaii five out Mm. um but i think this was across the street at a more vintage place anyway it was the most beautiful um old vintage 1950s bowling shirt Mm. and i thought if ever i get asked to play gleason again there you go i'm bringing it in with And yeah, it sat right. it sat in my closet for 18 years. Oh, <laughs> and nice, I and nice. I actually brought it in when I had a fitting and I said I just want you to throw this on the rack
0: because someday it, it may help
2: you out somewhere and she was very grateful but I loved her
0: love her. Oh, what a, that is a great gift. Way better than meatballs. Anyways. you yeah. uh, had <laughs> yeah, my balls. Sure. <laughs> exactly. I would know better if I ever had your balls. <laughs> so Abe and Rose uh they discuss canceling their Catskills bungalow, and you see on Midge's face the the reality of this tour and what it means and how it's going to usurp her her everyday life and in ways that she just hadn't done the math on yet. yeah, and I thought yeah. uh, talk about the nuances from Amy and Dan. This is another one of those trickle down effect of mm-hmm. of saying yes to the big time, right? Yeah, that's the thing about our business we. We say yes before doing the math Uh, (laughs) to to the big jobs. And this is not only the biggest one that's come Midge's way. It came 10 years earlier in her mind's trajectory of when this might happen, right? Yeah. So it was a no-brainer as to yes or no, but... The math was not done. And this is just another great little reminder in, in a real world way that we've gotten to.
1: And, and it happens in such a flash when you see her. You know, that's what yeah. makes her She's such a wonderful actress. She, she in a flash, yep. you see all of that take place. And then you also see like the innocent, like little girl in her. Sure. That, oh, I'm, I'm, that part of my life is over too. You know yeah. what I mean? You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's all of it. Heartbreaking. Yeah. Bittersweet bittersweet indeed
0: Uh, from there we go to a rehearsal hall this is so great susie sophie and gavin uh, sophie appears comatose while sitting in a director's chair in the halls there outside the rehearsal (laughs) space and susie attempts to chat with her and again this is just uh, another example of alex's brilliance in terms of carrying the scene you know um it likened in a weird way to me to they gave the Academy Award to Dustin Hoffman for Rain Man but the truth of the matter is it is Tom Cruise's performance and his character that carries that film his character goes through an arc uh, we, we are supposed to not like him in the beginning and we need to love him by the end and, and what he has to go through with his brother in, in a one note performance sorry Dustin um, all the kudos should go to Tom Cruise or whoever played that part because that was the heavy load. So here again, you've got this great uh, moment where Sophie's character is comatose and you just are mesmerized by her stone sculptured face of not moving, but there's Alex making sure that Susie just carries the entire comedy load of the scene. Of having to deliver that it's a it's a throwback the comedy timing of this shtick uh you okay in there should i call somebody you know all the things that uh that you want from a moment like well
2: how this. about and and by the way kevin how about the how about at the the end of that moment the end of yep, that yep. where she's still in the chair yep, how yep. about that lightning
0: speed shoving what looked to be like a brownie in her mouth and I
2: mean where where did that come from
0: I don't know where it came from it's going to be definitely one of my questions for Jane because it it had to have been rehearsed in a way that it was at one point decided what is the scariest Coming out of the comatose, we can do is it? <laughs> is it she screams like a banshee? Is it she just lunges for Susie's throat? What is the one thing? And of all those, choices, and, she, and she's holding the paper plate in her hand the whole time, not paper, silver
1: dish, uh, Wait, silver, talking about <laughs> so, so, uh, and we don't know and what it goes right, is. And then she, she goes up. immediately back into being comatose, right? Like it's. It's a no, oh, she it, gets up when? and she, she pops gets, this thing in her mouth oh. and then she runs oh, yes, yes, to yes, the yes. room. Oh,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. She it's time to go to rehearsal, basically. She's I been in it. her own world. Yeah, we yeah, don't yeah. know where that world is. Yeah. I will ask Jane and see if we can find out where she went. But the way she comes out of it is not just to to eat whatever the hell that was on the silver platter, but also inhale it and inhale it, inhale it with a right. sound. Yeah. That was reminiscent only to a vacuum with a long funneled hose at the end. Yeah, it was just spectacular. Yeah, um, uh, yeah,
1: like yeah, those. That, that, that's the uh, the you yeah. know, and the Emmy goes to that's the Emmy clip right there.
0: Oh yeah, the old yeah. timey yeah. mail shoot. Yes, the, yes, uh, yes. Buildings yes, along the side yes, of the wall yes, there. Yes. Oh. yeah Yeah. Uh, and so then, they all go into the rehearsal hall, and it's pretty gloomy. You know, it's uh, God, this is you know we're dealing with a crazy person. This is just not going to work. Uh, and there's a time lapse before everyone starts coming, uh, exiting this rehearsal space, um, as if it was a read through or a run through or something. And you just see more gloom on these people. And it's, yeah, I uh, love
1: the 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 exit exit of ambiguity. Yeah, the <laughs> misdirect. Uh, you know, cause you're thinking it's just not going to go.
0: Yeah. The and, yeah. You, and as the audience, you're g- trying to gauge people's faces while totally. you're watching this moment exactly. and these little misdirect moments are, are tough to, are, you know, execute. They really are because you don't want to tip it, but you also don't want to be ridiculous within the confines of the reality of the scene. Yeah. Uh, if and you're asking well. a
1: lot uh, for some of the background people to yeah. kind of tell that, you know what I mean?
0: Yes. Um, yeah, the background performers really the 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 of the the believability of this moment fell on them. And then Susie just is off to the races. It's gonna work, and she's telling everyone it's gonna work. It's gonna work. Telling Gavin and the director and the financier and someone who just happens to be walking by on the way to pick up <laughs> her daughter. It's gonna work. It's gonna work. It's just so beautiful. And Jen's up patting a guy on the ass who's walking by. She's so excited. <laughs> um, Back in Midge's hotel room, Midge is continuing her efforts to get some time in the Catskills, as well as trying to bring Joel and the kids out to Miami. And there again, the reality of, I want my life back. Nope. You know, Joel is running the ship in the office and and um, and he's got the kids there in his home space of, of his office at Mazel and Roth.
1: He
0: ends up, Ethan, would you rather go to Florida instead of the Yankee game now?
1: it's and so funny she's he says the, she says the line lead the leading the witness
0: way to lead the witness Perry You're Mason way. Great, yeah. and
1: great line and but I can't tell and I'm pretty sure I have three kids and and my wife leads the witness all the time sure and and I get mad at her for it for years you know but I can't <laughs> now you know I was like like did maybe for a split second I, I uh, what season was this have i been did i steal it from the show you know like you yeah know, like and i didn't know subconsciously i've been saying you you can't lead the witness they're like, of course they're going to say that you know and and it's it's such a perfect moment and a very relatable moment with yeah. you know for, for parents
0: yeah and relatable in a marriage uh what what yeah. um joel was left with in terms of keeping the ship at sea back home oh.
1: and, and we do what we do in a marriage with kids. You know what I mean? It's it's we sure sure pick up the you know the slack where the slack is is needed to be picked up.
0: Yeah, and uh, it is nice to see them come into their own in different ways as parents. And I thought this was a great one. Yeah, and I thought um, I thought, you,
2: know, you also talk about a little you know the the layering that goes on. I I was reminded of the fact uh, that Joel he really did want to do this on his own yep and they didn't hit you over the head with it you know but you would get kind of get pissed at him for acting like this asshole but then would they would remind you subtly that i don't want any help from anybody yeah which is just a it's just a strong
0: character attribute you know yeah that next scene where um he gets the phone call uh, from a very apologetic fella who alerts him that the liquor license went through. Yeah. And yeah. and and later when he's talking with um May, we'll get to that scene in a moment about I gotta do this on my own, you know. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah
0: they they really allowed him to blot that the character of Joel to Blossom and, and Zegan just steps up to the plate like a fucking warrior. It's just beautiful yeah. to watch. Yeah. Um yeah. and while he's keeping that the home fires burning at a soda fountain our next location <clears throat> susie and junior the bookie and the bernie zucker character who i think is the producer of the play uh miss julie i don't think he's the director i think he's a producer he seems way more consumed by dollars and cents
2: yeah i think he had said something about he just left the
0: table full of investors yeah 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 he just ran yeah. <laughs> Yeah. wherever they were and that's a great scene for left uh, frank. In Sardi. sardis right sardis you left them yeah yeah and then frank and nikki come into the scene um and they come in in a very interesting way yes yeah. you know i don't
2: remember shooting that like that eric that she kind of is like i wonder what i sh- what should i do now on oh, and- the pencil drop oh i does I, she do I, the pen I, and she does like a pencil drop or something? Yeah, pencil drop. And yeah, she comes I, I, up and we're sitting there. I, lo-
1: I remember when I read That's it, just a great, that's, that's just me. a great way
2: to bring us into so a scene. Great. You, know what I mean? you don't need mm-hmm. to go, oh, I better call, and yeah, and then yeah, and yeah, yeah, and yeah.
0: We're just there, you know, I which I, you
2: gotta, I, I laughed out loud at that. I laughed out loud at that.
0: Yeah, it's kind of great when you can find those moments to jump exposition and let the
1: audience catch up. Yeah, yeah cuz even you know I could, you know you could you could write that scene where there's like another scene Sure. You know what I mean? Like maybe
0: they did the giant first draft and someone said, Why the fuck are we spending any more time? Wait, someone says,
1: you know, like, you know, they're I mean, that's the the create the genius of those guys. Like, you know, they let's just cut straight to it. Yeah, you
0: probably don't remember the pencil drop because it wasn't on your side of the
2: (laughs) yeah, I don't think I did. I I mean I didn't know how bad I didn't get it until I saw it. Yeah, I mean I remember shooting the scene. Sure, sure. But, but I, the transition
0: I, I, of how you yeah did that. yeah what happened. I laughed you. out. I laughed
2: out loud at that moment.
0: Yeah, that's nice. That's nice. And your yeah. guys' interaction with her, you know, every time, man. A relationship. Um, we just sp- spoke yesterday about uh, episode three again. I was talking with Stephen Houck about um, when you guys go into the Barrymore Theater <laughs> to get the theater for her. And by you know, the way,
2: it was. It was 99 degrees in Times Square that day. Oh, man. And, and it's yeah, we're, man. we're in wool from top to bottom.
0: <laughs> yeah, you are. Yeah, that, that was a tough day
2: pay. to shoot just because of the temperature. That's but, what they pay uh, you
0: for. And the walking yeah. into the theater we're on your back, so we can't really relate to yeah. the pain you, you might be in. But when you're in the phone booth and we see the guys in the background changing the marquee, it's just so <laughs> brilliant and beautiful. And I'll tell you, your performances are so great. And now I know they're even more impressive, uh, knowing that it was ninety nine degrees with probably ninety nine percent humidity. Of course, yeah, yeah, of uh, course. But that's okay. a that's a
2: very funny scene. You're right. I I, uh, I don't know. If again, I heard or-
0: it reminded me of the of the nuanced performances you guys give because with the phone booth, it kind of reminded me in uh, uh, the movie with De Niro and Charles Grodin, where there's two. Oh, mops- midnight yeah. Midnight Run. Midnight Run, yeah. Um, and,
1: uh, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill you. The two, the two henchmen, is this
0: dummy number two, put dummy number one on the phone. Yeah. 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 But, um, you know, as, as good as those guys were, you know, we need a little more believability in, in foundation, um, to care about these guys. And, and, and so when they made that turn way back when with Susie on the way to kill her and deciding eh, maybe not eh, what's the hurry you know it was just kind of beautiful and the evolution of the three of your guys relationship is what I'm speaking of now it's just two big brothers um uh, off to the button club Joel sends Archie on a fake beer run while he and my go at it and and this is that thing where he says I need his pride just gets in the way Um, I have to do this on my own and and it really harkens back to how badly he fucked up his marriage and, mm-hmm. and, and not just the one that got away, but the life that got away. And yeah. And uh, the second time around, I'll, I'll speak to that on, on my second long-term relationship now. Um, First one, 20 years, this one, 15 years. I am definitely making some corrections along the way. Uh-huh. And, and uh, when you're in, when you're in it, for life, or what you believe to be life, a second time around. Th- this really spoke to that. I'm going to take a little more responsibility for my my uh, my path and my doing the right thing. Yeah, doing the right thing by others and myself. And when it comes to him running this business, <laughs> you know, so I thought Amy and, and and the writing support did a great job with this scene, it's a very delicate thing because May-, May is also coming at it with strength. Hey, I'm just trying to help you knucklehead, help yeah, that you yeah. clearly need because you don't speak the language. You don't know the neighbors. You're never gonna be able to do this on your own. You didn't have to ask for my help. I'm offering it. You see the difference there, you know? You didn't come to me for help. So you, your pride's intact knucklehead, you know? Yeah. Let people do you a favor. And um yeah,
1: it's hard to accept help. You, yeah. know, you know, I mean, yeah. And I would, you know, especially you gotta consider that period too. You know, and I think I think for a for a man to accept help from a woman, Yeah,
0: absolutely. You know, it was still that, a man's
1: that world. That's very much so on the page, too. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: You know. Big time. Good point. You're saying, John? I think John froze. John? Oh, there and, you go and since you were talking about that i was
2: stable my internet connection is unstable
0: uh you're you're back with it
2: I, I live across the street from a quarry so you can understand why um talking about the joel scene i i don't want to i didn't want to jump ahead but you know i think right after that is when he and his pal go looking at the other clubs
0: yeah we'll get to that yeah. oh okay all right. Yeah, and first first we go more. back and forth. It's kind of a back and forth between them and the Fountain Blue and-, and, and Oh, and yes, 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 and, yes, yes. And you guys in yes. the world that Susie, Susie's dealing with back home. But in this moment, we do uh, go back to Shai's uh, docked yacht. Uh, first, oh, yeah. First Midge runs into Shy's singers and Carol the bass player and, and the boat crew and entourage. And, you know, they, they're leaving because Shy's had one of his moods. And this is the first time we're really getting a sense of the crankiness of our big, big musical star that is Shy Baldwin, I think. I think this is one of the first thing where the idea that he could have a tantrum of any kind and be rude to those on his team, that's, that's new territory. Mm-hmm. And it's a great part of stardom to, to show on a, you know, in, in terms of storytelling, it's a, it's an important part that allows the following scenes to even, you know, coalesce a little bit stronger as well. So here we have the beginning, just the yeah, the the, the, the tip of the hand scene. Yeah, but Midge forges on, permission to come aboard, and she we also get a chance to see their relationship blossom
1: well it's funny it's the kind of scene where you you like you kind of know where it's going to go with him you know right as it happens right at the front and you know that he, she's obviously going to charm him enough to feel like yeah. you know yeah. but it's also you know to, to know that he you know he's you know wants her to stay um but
0: yeah
1: but as it takes place you 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 you're excited to see it take place <laughs> her, you, you know you know you know and oh, that's also, it. you know, um, you know, in its its simplest form, and that's just great writing, <laughs> you know, you know, that's you know, you, um,
0: it's beautiful, yeah, um, and and to you you have a good point in, in terms of you know he wants her to
1: stay, yeah, he know, he needs an ally.
0: And he also wanted someone to push back. That's the thing about this cranky behavior. You want someone to stand up to you. Yeah. Subconsciously.
1: Yeah. She has no problem. When you're in a position of that kind of power, usually people surround you with yeses Mm -hmm. because they want their job.
0: Yeah. And she's not saying no. (laughs) She's just saying, hey, uh, let me try to... She, She is a mother hen the character and the actress. Mm-hmm. You know, we spoke earlier about Rachel, uh, number one on the call sheet. It all starts there and what the difference they can make in terms of the, the temperature and the, and the sense of, of happy a happy set, right? Which isn't always a recipe for a good production or a good quality show if everyone's having fun. But man, yeah. oh man, this is a job at the end of the day. Most people are showing up for 12 to 14 hours and um, it sure is more enjoyable when <laughs> everyone yes. oh, no yeah. actually cares about each other, you know?
1: Yeah. Uh, and cares about the work. And cares about
0: the work. Come on now. You were warned. It was going to be a clunky ending uh, separating part one and two from a entire hour, 45-minute interview. That's just too long. It's too long. You don't want that. So we get two. And, uh, and yeah, sorry. But how about John and Eric? Terrific. Love them. Well, there's a part two now to look forward to next week or whenever you get to it. Next episode is what I meant to say. Uh, thank you for listening and thank you for your continued support of the show and telling everyone you've ever met and for writing in to us. At by Mrs. At gmail.com. Let's open up the mailbag, shall we? Oh, boy. Open up the mailbag today. Our uh, email comes from Leah, who wrote, Was the airport scene with Midge and her parents filmed at the TWA Hotel at JFK? Uh, she has one of two questions. That's one of two. The first uh, is correct. Yes. Yeah, and, and the timing of wanting to shoot this period airport scene and the fine folks who decided to open up the TW Hotel uh, and make it look perfectly uh, uh, you know, modeled after the early 60s that we were shooting the episode from. I mean, it's crazy. We had nothing to do with that part. We just took advantage, and thank you for noticing. Yes, part two... Uh, to a uh, second question was the chemistry between you and Caroline organic or did you have to work on it Uh parentheses brilliant BTW thank you Leah uh, we did not have to work on it we uh, we did a film together we were trapped in a basement on a soundstage of course um, on a film called uh, oh, what was that film called with me and Jamie Lee Fitness now Academy Award winner, House Arrest. That's it. Oh, look at that. Pulled it out. Um, so, yeah, we, we shot many, many weeks in that basement set and got to know each other very well. And then, um, yeah, socially and um, saw each other on, on occasions. Uh, and, and you know, mad love affair uh, with each other and each other's talents. So we picked up where we left off and... Um, yeah, it's a very organic uh, chemistry between the two of us. We adore each other, as do these characters of Motion Shirley. They are crazy about each other. So, very fortunate, much like the building and opening of the TW Hotel at JFK. That's a Terminal 5 uh, right across from JetBlue. If any of you want to go see it, it's pretty startling uh, in terms of replication or reinvention of an existing thing from 1960. So, yeah, there you go. Thank you, Leia, for your wonderful email and for writing into my Mrs. Mejapotagemail.com. Yeah. Let's close up the old mailbag. Yes, indeedy. Okay. Thank you all very much for tuning in to episode 29 again. Part two will be episode 30 of my conversation with John and Eric. And I uh, look forward to that, please. And continue to uh, tell everyone you've ever met. That's all I ask. Until then. I'll see you in my dreams. Please be kind to each other. Okay, closing credits time. My Mrs. Maisel pod was created by me, your host, Kevin Pollack, research writer, producer, Jamie Fox, and our engineer, recording, post-production producer genius is Ken Plume. My Mrs. Maisel Pod is brought to you by the fine folks at Q-Code. Q-Code. Sounds like something, doesn't it? Oh, lastly, you should know, I'm told by legal to make this crystal clear, that my Mrs. Maisel Pod was not sanctioned in any way, shape, or form by Amazon Prime, nor the show's creators Amy Sherman Palladino and Dan Palladino, although I feel the need to mention I did get their blessing. Okay, good. That should save me some legal.